It's time for us to take a look at what has been happening in the United States over the past week. Reggie Cicchini joins us now, our Washington correspondent for Global News. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Uh, let's start with these airstrikes that have happened against these rebel targets in Yemen. What is this all about? So this is in response to uh, the situation uh, that is underway in the Red Sea, where these Houthi rebels have been boarding vessels, making it impossible for maritime traffic uh, to navigate through. That includes commercial shipping vessels. We've heard from the United States uh, and other countries uh, over the last several weeks that this uh, that this ultimately needs to stop. We've heard threats coming from uh, the White House, from the Pentagon, that they would do something about this. Um, and in recent weeks, we've seen the United States and a bunch uh, of coalition countries kind of set up um, a, a multi-naval force uh, in the region, which didn't have any kind of impact uh, on slowing the rebels down. So ultimately, it, it resulted in this strike last night carried out by the U.S., the U.K., with help from uh, Canada and Bahrain and Australia. 16 targets, uh, 16 locations, rather, a number uh, of targets were struck, according to the Pentagon. The question now, is this going to result in some kind of res response either from Houthi rebels or possibly from Iran or one of its other proxies in the region. Okay, is there more to come? Like, do we know, is this a continuing effort they're making there? Well, we know that there's at least nothing else planned, but we didn't know there was anything planned until late yesterday afternoon when there started to become rumor that a statement was coming from the White House about strikes. So we understand that at least for now, no additional strikes are underway. But we also know that the United States and this coalition isn't simply going to walk away um, and allow for continued threats uh, in the Red Sea. So this is a matter of wait and see. The second issue here. Simi, is that the Pentagon this morning says this has nothing to do with the Israel-Hamas conflict. The Houthis say that this is in direct response to what is happening inside Gaza. So you have a situation now with multiple different interpretations, and that is the reason that there's a risk here for this to become a potentially wider conflict. Okay, so there's that going on. Also wanted to catch up on the things that have happened in the, in the different kind of trials of former President Donald Trump in the past week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on Tuesday, we saw him in court uh, at the federal uh, appeals court for the District of Columbia, ultimately trying to argue that he has blanket presidential immunity from when he was in office and that federal cases against him need to be dropped because he has some kind of executive shield. It's something that's never been tested before in this country because there's never been a president in this situation. But ultimately, what Trump is trying to do is say, look, what happened after uh, the loss of his election in 2020 uh, and the, the quote unquote quote, election audit that he was carrying out was all a part and parcel of his job as president. The government is coming out saying, no, that has nothing to do with the job of a president. You are essentially trying to overturn your loss. Um, and, and so we're going to find out whether or not judges believe that he has immunity or if he doesn't have immunity. This potentially could go to the Supreme Court, but they may just send it back to the lower court. So there's going to be some big ramifications here. Without immunity, president, presidents in the future may be hesitant to do things in office with too much immunity, they may do too many things in office. Right. So could this appeals court then potentially spell out when there is presidential immunity and when there isn't? Yeah. So there's there, we're likely going to get some kind of possibly narrow ruling from this three judge panel. And then the losing side is going to take it to the Supreme Court. Likely. The question is, what is the immunity rules going to look like? What are they going to look like? How are they going to be rewritten? And that's going to be something that not only impacts Donald Trump, because if immunity is not there, the court cases can continue. That may 
impact his ability to run. Uh, but changing immunity rules is going to have a long-term political impact on this country. So, so Donald Trump here has found himself at the at the kind of core of a massive political question. Okay, and that's just one of the trials, right? Absolutely. Number two uh, was in New York City. Closing arguments came and went yesterday in his uh, civil bank fraud trial brought by the state of New York. Uh, essentially, the attorney general is saying that Trump, over many years and decades, overinflated his net worth and his asset valuation to secure better terms on loans. Trump says, no, we didn't do anything wrong, but also with a caveat, if we did something wrong, it was somebody else's fault, like the accountants. Um, the state of New York is trying to, to trying to get more than $300 million out of the Trump organization and bar it from ever working in New York again. So this would be a huge hit to this financial empire that Trump has built. He claims he did nothing wrong. He said that yesterday. He addressed the judge. He was eventually shut down because he went into a bit of a campaign speech. But again, this is not going to have an impact on his ability to run for president, but it could have a huge impact on just the Trump name and Trump legacy in the business world. Okay. And speaking of that, the presidential election, he was also still campaigning this week. There were a couple of uh, debates that happened. Well, there were a couple of debates that happened. He didn't take part in the main debate. He decided to do his own town hall on Fox News, right. where he decided to get into the dictator comment again and said, yes, that he would be a dictator again on day one, uh, you know, throwing a bit of, of, of questions into the air about what the purpose of saying that is and how it may not work in his favor. On the other side, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis went at it with each other at the CNN debate. Uh, they spent much of the time focused on attacking each other, not attacking Donald Trump, not really talking about domestic policy issues. And at the same time, now that we have this situation underway in the Red Sea, you don't have candidates that are talking to each other about foreign policy matters, leaving some voters unaware of where the candidates actually stand on matters that you know extend beyond the U.S. borders. So, you know, it's a really insular fight right now about trying to secure Iowa, maybe New Hampshire as well. Um, but but there's a lot that we don't know about where right. any of these candidates actually stand. Right. We saw Chris Christie drop out of the race this week. And what's been going on with Ron DeSantis? Well, I mean, well, there's a couple of things going on with Ron DeSantis. Number one, uh, the, the, the caucus in Iowa is about to take place under blizzard conditions and record low temperatures. And he keeps saying that he forgot his winter jacket um, in Florida and that someone has to bring that to him. Uh, so, <laughs> that's so really going to endear him to Iowans, I'm thinking. <laughs> that, that's what's going to happen with Ron DeSantis. Number two, I mean, if we're talking of the election uh, with Ron DeSantis, we don't know what's going to happen if he loses the race on Monday or if he comes in a distant second to Donald Trump because he spent all of his time and money in this state. A loss there could potentially spell the end of the DeSantis campaign. Back in Florida, a Ron DeSantis policy that was put in place uh, having to do with books and sexual content uh, and the way that that may impact children. Florida has actually pulled the dictionary from one uh, school district because it contains words having to do with sex and reproduction. I'm sorry, the dictionary, uh, Reggie? And encyclopedias. Both of them have been pulled from a school district. That district has now been sued uh, because these are critical books that, that extend beyond sex and, and sex education. Okay, that's a new one. That <laughs> I mean, this is this is Florida. This is part and parcel of why Ron DeSantis may be struggling elsewhere around the country, because what happens in Florida may not reflect what's going on in other states. And if Ron DeSantis can't find himself close to the first spot in Iowa, these things that are happening in Florida may resonate outwards and other states may or other voters may say, we maybe don't need that in our state. That may be going a little too far. So, again, watch what happens in Florida. Watch what happens with DeSantis. This could be the end for for his campaign. And is that this week? 
The Iowa caucus is on Monday, okay. uh, and we should have r- results of it Monday night I- into Tuesday morning, and that's going to frame up what happens in uh, in New Hampshire uh, towards the end of January. All right. Thank you for that, Reggie. Thank you. That's Reggie Giacchini, our Washington correspondent for Global News. Next week, shaping up to be very, very interesting in that U.S. presidential race.